This is Agent to Agent Remarks. My name is Jeff Lavelle. I am a real estate broker and property manager with The Brokerage, a real estate firm just outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, Nevada. Agent to Agent Remarks are those comments in the multiple listing system that aren't shared with the general public. They're just those private comments between the real estate agents. And so this series is going to focus on fun stories, not so fun stories, and all those little things that you don't always get to hear about. And it's far from reality TV. It's the real part of real estate. So sit back, relax. Let's talk about some real estate. And thanks for stopping by. Jeff Lavelle here, broker of the brokerage real estate firm. I am with a very good longtime friend of mine, Jason Rivera, with Green Tech Home Inspections. Uh, I've known Jason for more years than I'd like to count. Uh, good morning, Jason. How are you, bud? Good morning. I'm great. <laughs> so it's a, it's a chilly Monday morning here in Vegas um, and at Will Henderson, really. But uh, Jason was kind enough to come in and talk to me about uh, home inspections and you know, one of the big aspects of, of buying a home and even in many cases, selling a home is the home inspection, right? Yes, very much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's one of the things that, uh, even with, with new homes, you know, we really encourage our clients to have a home inspection because, you know, I've seen home inspectors miss things. You ever seen that? No, never. <laughs> we don't miss a dang thing. Right? Uh, I, I guess I shouldn't say home inspectors miss things. I, I should have said I miss see builders miss things. Oh, Lord, yes. Oh, my God. You know, I saw a house one time um, that didn't have insulation. Yeah, I've, I've done many with no insulation. Right? And they're shocked. They're like, oh, oh how, how was that, that missed? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, you've been doing home inspections for how long? This is my 10th year. 10 years. Um, I was, I was under my dad for approximately three, three years before I got licensed to learn and see if I want to do this. And then when I seen the uh, opportunity, I uh, jumped towards it, got my license and started helping him full time. Awesome. And you've been helping me for those 10 years. And, um, you know, the, the interesting thing to me is always the, the differences between kind of the temperaments of home inspectors. You have guys that are and gals, sorry, it's the 21st century. <laughs> uh, you have uh, guys and gals that are kind of, uh, I, I see the alarmist who everything is a problem. Everything yes. is, you know, cancelable. You better not buy this house. You're missing a smoke detector battery or, um, you know, all the way down to the guy who misses that, you know, there's a giant crack in one of the walls that seems to <laughs> coincide with the foundation and there's water coming out of it. Um, so what, what's your style? Um, I like to make the inspections as easy as possible. I put a lot of details into the inspection pictures, comments, stuff like that. But when it comes to the, uh, the summary section that needs to be addressed immediately, um, most of those are major health and safety, structural, uh, plumbing, electrical, and uh, issues like that. Um, I mean, it gets up to 115 here, sometimes 120. So, I love when inspectors call out 160 <laughs> cracks in the stucco on the outside, like it's not common. So, you know, unless they're, you know, unless they're spread out pretty big, it's not a huge deal. So you're going to, you're definitely going to see those here. 
but I love to just make it make it as easy as possible for the buyer. I put it in layman's terms. I don't try to put it in inspector's terms right, that way. Right. They can understand it when they read it. So I'm not getting bombarded by uh, questions at the end. So I had one the other. <clears throat> I had one actually. Um, I'm in right now. The uh, it's been pretty cold recently, right? It's yes. it's gotten kind of chilly again, and um, the home inspector marked on uh, the HVAC, right? The HVAC is one of the big things that everybody's always concerned about because. Yes. They're expensive and you kind of have to have it here or you'll die. And so he marked up that the split, what was coming out, uh, and I'm not explaining this for you, but for people listening, um, the split, what was coming out of the uh, registers was not as cold as it should be from what was going into the return, right? And the return is where that air filter is that you never change. And the register <laughs> is where all that dust comes out. But all your filters are in the closet <laughs> waiting to be put in. <laughs> come on, coach, put me in. Right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> My friend's been sucked into the HVAC compressor. So, um, forced air unit. So the, um, the inspector marked that the, uh, the split wasn't sufficient. And then two paragraphs down, he said that they can't inspect the, ins- the HVAC system in the wintertime or the early spring because it's too cold outside. It's less than 60 degrees. And I was like, well, which one is it, dude? Like you either did inspect it and it was right, or you didn't inspect it because you couldn't. Correct. Yes. We're not supposed to check them under 65 degrees. It, it takes a chance of uh, damaging the unit. That's the law here. Um, sometimes if you can get the house warm enough inside, you can run it just for a little bit to see. But honestly, with the cold air and the, and the temperatures here and the insides of the homes, you're not going to get a correct split sometimes when it comes to the cold or the heat when we're in the middle of summer trying to check the heating system. Now, my favorite thing is uh, the summertime inspections here because I like to call you to have you do inspections in the attics at like three in the afternoon. <laughs> of course. Uh, because that's <laughs> when it's only 150 up there. Right. And, you know, you you for those people that can't see you right now because this is a podcast. Uh, you are uh, sans hair, right? You're bald, <laughs> yes, uh, except for a very thick beard. Um, and so uh, you keep a, a rag with you to wipe down yes. as you are sweating your life away in the attic space, right? Yes. And we had a fun, um, you know, I wouldn't do this to any inspector, but you were at one of my properties doing a pre-inspect. Um, the homeowners lived up near um, Dragon Ridge and they're doing a lot of blasting up there. And, um, cause they're, you know, they're building all these lots and they're, they're blasting. So they, they thought that they had heard something in the attic. Um, and it was probably a roof rat. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, we don't have those here. <laughs> yeah. Right? We don't have rats <laughs> no, in Vegas. Uh, we don't have scorpions. Mm, no, not rat, at all. Right. Um, so anyway, you were up there and while you were up there, I took your ladder away. <laughs> that was fun. And it was only like 15 feet down. So right. it wasn't like my short butt was going to jump. <laughs> I'll show Jeff. I'll jump to my death. That'll be hilarious. Um, but you know, the funny thing, the thing I like about you in, in your, um, inspections is that you're always available to my clients. Um, you know, the, the home inspections complete. Uh, there's a picture, there's a bunch of jargon. Um, and you know, of course, then they have a, a, a question, um, and you're always there and you've always been there too, for the other agent, the listing agent, yes. um, because yeah, people have questions and, and I think the, we as realtors pray to God, there's nothing wrong, right? Cause we want to get the deal right. done. <laughs> um, and that home inspector is a linchpin. <laughs> um, up there with our appraiser friends. Um, you guys are a linchpin for, you know, is this going to go through or are we going to have, uh, you know, a serious complication? 
And so having somebody who's able to pick up the phone and say, hey, yeah, um, you know, those little anti-siphon valves on the end of your hose bib are missing, <laughs> but no one's going to lose their life. No. You know, the house isn't going to burn down. It's not like we have any ponds or anything we're trying to fill up anymore, but. Right. Yeah. There. Well, <laughs> and, and so I, I do, I see these funny home inspection reports come back and the agent's like, um, well, we need the seller to install anti-siphons on the hose bibs and we're missing a screen in the master bedroom. And I'm like. <laughs> Perfect. We'll fix it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy stuff. $15 worth of parts and you're worried about it because of the deal. It's like, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Those are great. You know, yeah. the ones I hate is like the one I just had, you mm -hmm. know, where the home inspector is <clears throat> making much ado about nothing. And, um, and, you know, we end up having to sit here and calm the buyer down and pray to God they're not uh, <laughs> flipping out or anything. So you've been doing this for 10 years. You're nodding your head. People can't yes. hear you nod your head. <laughs> I was waiting for another question. <laughs> yes, I have, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to myself. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I there was a follow-up. Right. No, there's no follow-up. It's just gonna ask you yes or no questions the rest of the meeting. So you've been doing home inspections for 10 years. What is your <laughs> I'm sure there's a home inspection that stands out, or a few of them at least. What is one that you look back on and go, oh my gosh, this was, you got to hear about this. What do you tell, what do you tell people uh, when you're trying to uh, wow them after a few beers? <laughs> my, my favorite actually has to do with you guys. It was a hoarder's house about probably eight years ago. And uh, when I walked in, you could see uh, pet feces on the ground. Oh. You could see urine spots oh. and the whole house was full of boxes. Could you smell them too? You could definitely <laughs> smell them. And the lady asked me, well, actually, she didn't ask. She told me I needed to take my shoes off in order to come in. And was this, giggled. was Reba the buyer's yes. agent on it? And I was the listing agent, <laughs> yes. wasn't I? I remember that house. Yes. And I remember because Reba had to get a uh, dumpster there to clean it out because she left everything. I um, remember that. We we uh, <laughs> we represented an investor on that. Uh, and he, oh my gosh, she was a doctor. She was a doctor. She was a doctor. So scared to go to the doctor now. <laughs> For the VA. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not naming names for sure, but man, that was a pretty that bad, bad. It was a rat's nest. Well, it was funny because she, you know, first of all, she wouldn't let me in the house. I called you and you talked to her and said, look, he needs to get this done. Right. I went back in and in between the boxes, I had a mouse run over my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking if I would have had my socks on, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. And then she followed me throughout the entire house, afraid I was going to steal something. Well, and it was, um, I mean, you do look shifty. I, yes, it is. <laughs> it, it, you know, just because the Rivera name is, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's, uh, it, that, that one stands out probably the, the best. And then I did a, um, I actually did a home inspection on, on Dragon Ridge, one of the homes. And I was on the phone with another realtor in the attic and, uh, as I'm on the phone with him, I had a, a roof rat <laughs> oh. over my foot. And the reason I felt it was because the tail hit my leg. Oh, man. Those and things are huge. Yeah, it was hilarious because, uh, yeah, I kind of yelled. <laughs> and I was on the phone with the realtor and he's like, what the heck just happened? Maybe thought I fell out or something. Well, like, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you're afraid of a rat? Well, look, first of all, their teeth can bite cat. through metal, right? I mean, they can gnaw through metal. Um, they are. They're they're pretty good size. I mean, you know, you can't see my hands on, on the podcast, but their their tails are as thick as like your, yes, your ring finger. Exactly. And um, they are 
fast as hell. <laughs> very fast. There, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I've seen like the, the white Dumbo rats that people have for pets. Right. I have a little cousin that had a rat for years. They're kind of cute. They're like when you cute. when you can take a minute and look at their faces. But those are clean, tame, you know, lovable little rats. But these things that are in our in our palm trees and stuff out here are oh man <laughs> it's like master splinter running around right you're waiting for the yes. teenage ninja mutant turtles to jump out um so we have we have chickens at our house okay. um really just so that we can uh, withstand the apocalypse um <laughs> so piled up on water and toilet paper as well. Uh, no, the toilet paper we don't need because we have enough water just okay. to wash. Um, no, gosh. Um, no, we have, uh, so, so I'm not a prepper, but I'm a believer that anything could happen at any time. And so we have just like dehydrated food at our house that sits in a closet in the dark that, you know, half the time I forget's even in there. Um, and also a supply of water, but I have kids, you know, so it's like, People are like, oh, Jeff. I'm like, look, okay, I have two kids and a wife. I'm required to take care of them by by the man code and by law, right? So don't make fun of me for being prepared. You know, it's not like I've got, you know, the bomb shelter and the gas masks. And like, if that stuff happens, we're all on our own anyway. But no, I do. I have a, a selection of food. So um, they, um, I have chickens. And anytime apparently you have chickens, it attracts rats. Yeah. Nobody told me that. And so we've had to like make this chicken coop Fort Knox where we've got like wire everywhere. I mean, underground there's wire and because they get to the eggs. No, they'll go into the grain. They want the, they want the grain. They want the, the food that our chickens eat. So it's uh yeah, we have a couple of bait stations out there and we kill rats all day long. <laughs> Um, anyway, I've got a, a different story about rats one day, but, um, so you've been doing this 10 years, which we talked about earlier and said a couple times, and you have obviously, uh, learned some things along the way as we all have. Um, I've been doing this 16 years and it seems like every day I learn something new and, um, maybe a better way to do things or, um, maybe that. <laughs> I have done things wrong, but anyway, you've been doing this for 10 years. So what is something, you know, for, for anybody who might be listening to this, that wants to become a home inspector or, uh, just generally interesting little tidbits. What, what is something you would have done differently if, if you had, you know, Jason of today could go talk to Jason of 10 years ago. Um, this is just with home inspections, not marriages. <laughs> and, 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 uh, for the audience, they're both Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go on. Um, <laughs> I think I would, uh, now my main concern when I got into this and because I've met a few inspectors, uh, before I became one, my main concern before I get to your, your actual, uh, question, I wanted to be like, uh, what I always looked at as, you know, you go to a doctor back to the doctors when we were little, you know, they always had a good bedside manner. You asked them questions, they answered your questions. It was, they weren't, you weren't hurried when you're trying to get out of the office. Mm -hmm. So that was my main concern when I started doing this. I want to make sure that the customers are, are fully aware of what's going on and feel comfortable when they leave. Um, so there's a few things, you know, throughout the years that I've learned that if I could, I would go back and tell myself is, you know, when the, when the realtor said they don't want the buyer there, I would insist that they do send the buyer there if they're in town or they are able to because of, you know, 
not because of work or something like that, mainly because it, it cuts the headaches down for the realtor and myself. They see a picture in the in the report and there's, you know, it, you can't explain a picture when they're just looking at it. Right. You know, if they're there, you could take it to them, you know, picture I'm blowing up pictures so that you could actually see the issue. Right. And a lot of realtors are, I don't want my, my buyer there. Well, you're going to have a lot of issues after and a lot of questions and he might even pull out because he didn't get to be explaining right. what this picture was about. So there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot of uh, realtors out there that do not want the buyers to show up, but also in both aspects, um, there's a lot of in inspectors that don't want the buyers there as well. So I always thought, you know, I'm doing you a service. You're paying me a lot right. of money. Yeah. I want you to be there. I don't want you to be hidden or, or um, you know, taken out of the picture because this is your purchase. Well, and to your point, so, you know, I, I always want my buyers. I, I'm not there because there's some liability for an agent exactly. to be present at a home inspection. You know, um, something goes wrong, you miss it or some other inspector, you would never miss it, but some other inspector might. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, they're there and I'm, or I'm there and the buyer says, well, Jeff was there. He should have seen that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't attend because one, I'm not certified home inspector. It's beyond my scope, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm standing by if there's a question or there's a problem or a concern or the gas is off or the wall, you know, but, um, uh, I think to your point, I think the buyer being there is important. And, and so I always kind of prepare my buyer to say, Hey, Show up for the last 30 minutes, show up for the last 45 minutes, show up for the last hour. You don't have to be there for three hours with the home right. inspector um, because, you know, if you want to go and do some measurements or you want to go and, you know, I mean, who's buying a house, right? I mean, there's a lot of emotion involved in that. Yes, they've seen so many. Right. They forget. Which one did we buy? This is in there. I, I see that all the time. People move in. Oh, this is the one we picked. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. Right. It's only <laughs> half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, what I always prepare them for is don't bother him. Let him do his job. He's got a flow. He's got a pattern, a, a routine or, you know, an order which he goes through when he's inspecting. So leave him alone. Um, don't make chit chat with him because Jason's polite and he will talk to you the entire time. Um, so, you know, don't distract him is step one. Um, and, and two, be there for the summary with, you know, with the inspector, let him go over it with you. Let him show out, show the major points to you. And especially for like my first time buyers, um, whether they be male or female, but tend to be the female clients tend to benefit, I think more from this. No, no offense out there. Um, but you also go through how to turn the main water shut off, how to turn the main electrical panel off, where the important features of a home for a first time home buyer are, because, you know, if you don't own a home, you've been in an apartment your whole life, or you've been with mom and dad and they've kind of taken care of things. I mean, this is a big, it's a big step. And, and to know, you know, know how to turn the electrical off, know how to turn the water off. I mean, that could be such a, a damaging um, event in your home to have a water loss. Um, so know where to do that. And, and so I encourage them to be there with you because I know you can show them those things. And I review it with them at the walkthrough. I go back over it with them when we're doing their final. But, you know, it's nice to be able to kind of put them, I think, at ease that, hey, this is a sound home. It is in good condition. No, it's not falling apart. Um, the, the, the straight as an arrow crack that goes across the center of the living room from edge to edge is not the house splitting in half. Um, so, you know, I think that it's valuable. I don't like the sellers to be there. 
Um, right? I've actually been kicked out of a house just explaining cosmetic things, and they thought I was putting their house down, and she asked me to leave. Was, that was probably the... Then it was at the end, so it wasn't that. I'm like, I'll, I'll go outside your house, and I'll explain it if I have to, you know? Joseph's in the street. <laughs> the color you chose for the master bedroom was really offensive. Um, so, and that's another thing that I see a lot, is that, um, you know, like we had another, the same property that we had this inspector come in and say um, that there was a, a problem with the split. They also said that they wanted the seller to do asbestos testing of the popcorn ceiling. And, you know, personally, as a, as a listing agent or, you know, buyer age, whatever, the inspection is the buyer's responsibility. And, you know, my fear and feeling is that if we did an inspection for asbestos or a testing for asbestos um, and it came back negative right um and then two years later they went to do a remodel and their inspector found it to be positive like that would be a big problem for my client so i leave it to the buyer to do those things but like do you i guess the question is do you have um guidelining it's it's so hard from what i understand asbestos is it was in everything and it even is still used in some cases today. So it can be what in in popcorn ceilings is a common one. Yes, what what else? Siding. They have a lot of old siding that used to have it in it as well. Okay. Um, but you know, when I explain to the buyers when they're buying the house, if it does have popcorn ceiling, if you if you plan on leaving the popcorn ceiling, and the way it looks, we can do a test on it. Um, but 90% of the time it's been painted so many times it's encapsulated. You're not going to have to worry about it unless you hit it with something or you're going to scrape it off. Um, and if the house is older, you know, I say, you know, if you want to have it tested or if you're going to have all this taken out, you're going to have to do it before you move in because they're going to have to completely encapsulate the house. Um, the the um, contractor is going to have to go in there and start scraping it, but he's going to mask off all the, the registers, anything that can escape or get into your duct system. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's an expensive thing and it's something to think about once you're buying the home. But again, I try to make it as easy as possible without doing a scare tactic. Like, right. Like some, some of them do. And we had, you know, a couple other things that we've had out in Vegas particularly is um, the Kitech plumbing. Yes. And so for the uninitiated, Kitech was a, um, it wasn't the piping, right? It wasn't it the, was the fittings, the fittings yes. right? So it was, if I remember correctly, it was brass and zinc. Copper. Copper. Copper and uh, brass. And it was just the dissimilar metals. Okay. So you get the main, re the main cause of it is the electrolysis through the lines. It would start to corrode. 90% uh, of it was on the hot side. And then you know, on the hot side lines running through the attic. And what happened is they would uh, start the, the actual coupling that held it together would dissolve. And once that dissolved, it would pop the line off and flood out your house. So I've heard stories of people that were gone for weeks at a time or something. And the neighbor would call and say, Hey, your house, there's water coming out of your front yes. door or there's, you know, water coming out of your garage yes. or, <laughs> um, and so these poor people were, were basically, flooded out because a fitting would give out when they didn't know any better. So we went through this, this, uh, oh, I don't know, 10 year period. It seemed like where we were dealing with all these construction defect claims and, uh, you know, a class action was filed, settled. And of course, a lot of people got money for that. They did. But I also 
understand that a lot of those properties were replumbed with CPVC, which is, uh, uh, for those that don't know, it's basically like the same kind of plumbing in your yard. It's a glued joint. Um, and I've seen some of the houses that had the CPVC and I always questioned the, the, and of course I'm not a home inspector or a plumber, but the wisdom of having a glued fitting in an attic space that, you know, was hot one minute and cold the next and hot and cold and hot and cold. The expansion or traction of the pipes. Right, right. And just the brittleness of those pipes as they age and are subjected to heat and cold. Yeah, there wasn't much of them, but they, they did when they, after they figured out what the actual cause was, they just started changing out the fittings. Oh, okay. Instead of replumbing the entire house. Oh. That's why the cost went down after, I don't, I, I can't remember how many well, years. Well, that makes they sense. It. Yeah. Because it was just the fitting. So if you go into an attic now, you can look up there and see that all of the fittings have been changed out. They're all held down by these clamps. Um, they're nailed into the the two by fours and the, the rafters in the attic. And you could tell that they've been switched out, not one because of the fittings, but two, all the pipes have been moved around so that they could readjust and mm. some of them they'd have to extend. So mm -hmm. yeah, most of those have been replaced. I have run into some that are that haven't been replaced. Then you find out the buyer took the money and nice basically probably went on a trip right <laughs> yeah. no big deal right no while they're deal. on their trip their yeah. plumbing fails we're selling the house anyways we'll <laughs> let the next person go <laughs> but jamaica was awesome right yeah it was a lot of fun and while we were there our our house flooded <laughs> exactly so 10 years of home inspections one one inspection a day um <laughs> <laughs> i wish one i'm eight. like how many inspections you got today mm -hmm. i got 17 um so you've been doing uh how what, what do you what do you average a day like two three or um lately with a lot with the market as much as it's been it's been uh three to four. Oh god yeah so and it's been i'm going on six weeks with no days off it's been it's been busy. Well, I went like ten years without a day off. So, you're still working vacation, even when you're on vacation. I know you're still it's working. so awful. Well, both of us. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, you know what I love? I got to say this one thing I love about my wife is when we're at dinner and I'm phone ring, she goes, "It's money answered." <laughs> she doesn't, you know, that's the it's the funniest line. But she's like, she just sits back. She's like, she "Okay, answer it." Exactly. Well, so so you do you average like. You said like three or four a day. Yes. Typically, and the market's a little different right now. So, how many have you done total? You think? Do you, uh, you total count? total out after uh, last week was forty six hundred and eighty three. Jeez. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Does your system keep? Is it because your system? Keeps my track system of, okay. keeps track of okay. everything. And actually, that's actually uh, that's as many as I've done since I've been on my own, um, and since I started keeping track before we got the new software and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm probably around 5,000, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've hit 4,600. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm in the woman's council of realtors. I'm, um, one of the strategic partners in there and there's another inspection company that I love to work with. They're, they're amazing. They're great guys. And, uh, we were at an event last week and he's talking and they're pretty new. They've only been open for a year or so. And so he's sitting there and he, he's telling people all this and, you know, we, banter back and forth and he says you know they said well what's the difference between you and them you know from the ladies that were there and i says i don't know probably about four thousand inspections <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it's not about that it's it's all about the camaraderie and with these guys and i work with i work personally with probably about three or four different companies because we like you know when we get busy we need people to throw 
you know, inspections too. Right. So, you know, that's another thing that I love about the industry. There's, there's a few of us that will are open to work with each other, you know, and send work to each other and not ask for the money in advance, you know, or, or get money off of the inspection. We're just like, Hey, can you just take care of my client and, you know, keep it, you know, just keep the money, take care of my client, make sure they're taken care of, do a great inspection. That way it doesn't come back on me. Right. And so I'm, I'm lucky enough to have three or four different companies that I could, I can send people to when we're all busy. Well, and that's the same. I mean, I, I try to, my agents don't seem to be like this, but I, I do run into agents that feel like the, from the word go, we're adversaries, that there's some, um, and, and, and by definition, it's an adversarial uh, industry where, you know, we represent adverse parties, but yes, I guess, I, I, I guess my point is like the buyer and seller want the deal, right? They want to sell the property. They want to do the, the, the they want it to go to closing right? or they wouldn't have gotten into it. And so where can we as professionals come together for the mutual benefit of our clients while still representing their best interests, while still making sure that everything goes the way it's supposed to, but not, you know, I, I hear it all the time. Well, my, I'm not going to let my client do that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, my client won't do that. Or I'll make sure my client da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just offer it to them. You know, <laughs> let them make the decision. Like it's their you, house. Right. Stay, <laughs> keep your ego. And that's, I think, the point I'm making for what you're saying is, you know, keep your ego out of the way. Just, just. Let it happen. Make sure that they have representation. Make sure that there's full disclosure. Make sure that they get to make the decision about, you know, the severity of the home inspection issue. Or, you know, I have the market that we're in today, about 4,000 homes for sale, about one month of inventory, maybe a month and a half. It's, It's incredibly low. And I say about one month because there's probably a third of the market that's just overpriced, you right. know, and no one's going to buy those homes, even in a market like this, they're not <laughs> going to buy those homes. Um, and so it's the limited number of homes we have available right now leaves the seller in a very, very, very strong position. In fact, I don't, I have one property that we're doing smoke detectors because it was an appraisal condition, but we're not doing repairs on any of our properties right now. Home inspections are coming back with issues and we're just telling the buyers, well, good luck, right. you know, and not to be a jerk about it, but that's my seller's money, you know, and I don't, you know, I tell my sellers, Hey, do you want to fix this? No, not really. Okay, great. We won't, you know, um, and, and it hasn't caused the deal to fall apart because the buyers understand that this is the seller's time. Correct. And like with anything a year from now, it may be the buyer's time. Maybe the market changes entirely and we have 40,000 homes up in the market. <laughs> right? That would be awesome. Oh, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. I don't know. Uh, oh, my gosh, right? It's hard enough to go show 10 homes, mm-hmm. let alone 30. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's so important to let your ego stay at home, right? Exactly. Go do what's best for your client. And, and you know this, but we're loyal to the service you provide. You know, I, I adore Definitely. you. I think you're a, fu- a, a wonderful friend Appreciate and that. you know, uh, well, mediocre, I'm saying wonderful <laughs> for the, for the audience, but, <laughs> but you know, the, the thing that's important to me is that you give my clients good service. Like you were just saying, like, don't, you, you know, you send it to another inspector cause you're too busy 
just take care of them. Don't. Yes. And, and it's the same with our title company and our loan officer and our home inspector. And, and, you know, we have to give people choices and we, we, we want to give them, you know, we, you're one of the three inspectors that we recommend. We have three loan officers we recommend. We have three trust attorneys that we recommend. We have, you know, we do that to mitigate our liability, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you told me to use so-and-so when he was crap. Exactly. Well, you know, we, we want to give you three reputable people and we're loyal to those people as long as they remain reputable. And as long as the service that they offer our client remains top notch, you know, and I think that's why you associate with the people you associate with. Exactly. And it makes life easier. I know that if I give them, uh, you know, two or three inspector or inspectors to choose from, even when I'm busy, you know, I'll call a few and say, Hey, can any of you fit this in? They call me back. I know that they're going to give them the same service that I do. Mm-hmm. I know that they're going to be taken care of. I know that they're going to be, um, taken through the home after they're done and, and know what, how everything works. And, you know, everything's going to be explained to them, which is nice. You know, it's, I don't have to worry about, Oh crap, am I going to give this to this guy? What's he going to do? Or, you know, how does he treat the clients after he's done, right? You know, right. A lot of them just want to leave the house. Right. I don't. I don't like working with them. You know. I don't. I want them to be taken care of. I want them to know exactly how the house works and that they're getting into a good property. And you know, I I, I try to impart on people and even the clients themselves because you get the clients and God bless them. They'll say, "I'm so sorry that we're taking you out again, and <laughs> we hate to we hate to just take up your time." And I'm like. This is my job. Yes, like exactly. my job is to make sure you're happy with your home. You know, don't apologize. Now, I mean, I've got some clients uh, in the past that I've yes. been like, hey, can we stop looking now? But no, we're not looking at 30. Today. I know, right? <laughs> we looked at 72 homes. This is enough. No, uh, but I, I I, feel like the, 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 the stupid thing I always say is, and it's to kind of get the point across to them is you're not buying a pair of jeans. You can't get a different size. You can't get a different fit, different color. Um, this is what you're going to have. And when you go to sell it, um, it's not like you just put it on the market and go, great, there it is. You know, right. I'll, here's my credit card. It's, it's a process. It is. So be prepared to be committed to the house for a period of years. Um, and so I, I'm glad that I have you on my team to, to help people with that process. I appreciate and, it. Um, and yeah, where can people find you? If they, uh, give me your, your phone number, uh, your website, email, whatever you got, uh, for green tech home inspections. Uh, so of course, again, my name is Jason Rivera. I'm with Green Tech Home Inspections. My number is 702-499-7056. And my website is greentechhomeinspections.com. And, and I like to tell people, please go there. I'm not one to really boast myself. I don't like to talk about myself. I am good at what I do, but I don't like to tell people. So when they go, well, why are you better than the rest? I tell them, just go to my website and see what people have wrote. <laughs> you so know? you have reviews and stuff on I there? I do have reviews okay, and good. everything on there. And I've, you know, there's, there's plenty on there to go through. So you know that I am extremely thorough. I am very, yeah, I sit there at the end of the inspection and I go over all your questions and, and I tell everybody, you know, this is a service that you paid for. Don't think that when we leave this house, you are done because you're going to get your report. You're going to move into the house. You're right. going to have questions. Something's right. going to pop up. You're going to, you know, and like, like another thing I tell you guys, the house is completely full of furniture. Right. When you go to do your walkthrough. If something pops up, let me know. You know, we'll make a trip over there. We'll check it out. Make sure it's not something that's detrimental to the sale that you're going to have to go after the buyer or sellers for again. But, you know, I, I try to keep my um, communication open to everybody at all times. And uh, if I don't answer your phone call, I would text you. I t- text you immediately back and let you know, hey, I'm just 
finishing up with a buyer. That's the only time I don't answer my phone is when I'm finishing up at the end of an inspection. I'm taking my time with a buyer. I'll finish up. And then I call you as soon as I'm in my car and leaving, going to the next inspection. Yeah. And I appreciate what you do for us and our clients and appreciate, uh, you know, being being diligent. You're great. So (laughs) thank you. uh, Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If there's anybody else you'd like me to talk to, uh, an industry person or a person in general, specifically that you'd like me to, uh, to interview, give me a call 702-271-6868. Have a great day.